4: hey everybody it's wednesday november 22nd 2023 welcome to the nfl fantasy football show it's me your man mg marcus grant joined by michael f florio today we are previewing the thanksgiving and black friday games plus the early sunday games from week 12 so here we are. We are in week 12. It is Thanksgiving week. Uh we will uh we'll have, a, we'll have an audio pod for you on Thursday. Uh you know cuz we we love you like that. Um but it's getting it's getting serious now, right? Cuz the playoffs are just a few weeks away and we have no teams on a bye. So we got a full slate of schedule uh this week. Yeah, this is the time
2: of year where like it Fantasy matchups start really mattering. In week five, you could lose, and you're you're, you're not happy about it, but you're like, all right, I got time to write the ship. Like, no, wins and losses,
4: this is the witching hour, I guess you could say, of the fantasy football season. It really, really is, and I, I've got a couple of teams where I am on the bubble where I may need to win out in order to make the playoffs in a couple of leagues. So uh, it is very, very serious right now, and we are here to sort of help you in that endeavor. Uh, we will preview the week 12 slate, and we will give you our fantasy heroes but let's start as we always do about this time with some fantasy headlines or I guess in this case fantasy headline we only have one uh, no teams on a buy this week so everybody's available in theory to you but one guy who may not be available is Aaron Jones uh, the Packers running back has a sprained MCL He is being considered week to week. Head coach Matt LaFleur says he does not think injured reserve is going to be necessary for Aaron Jones, but it does seem unlikely that he's going to be playing on Thanksgiving Day against the Detroit Lions. I asked you this before. I will ask you again, just in case something has changed in the last 48 hours. But do we believe in A.J. Dillon?
2: Nope. Nothing has changed right. in the last 48 hours. <laughs> One fantasy point when he hit, got faced the Lions earlier this year, and that was a game where Jones left early. Three of the four games without Jones, he's disappointed. Yeah, not doing it.
4: Yeah, it's It's been rough for Quadzilla. Uh, no, no real rampages uh, across opposing defenses, so I think it's going to be a hard sell to get anybody to start A.J. Dillon in a week, where in theory, you have all of your running backs available to you. Of course, A trio of games on Thanksgiving Day. It all starts with the Packers at the Lions. See that game at 1230 Eastern on Fox. Commanders at Cowboys follows 430 Eastern time on CBS. And in the nightcap, an NFC West battle between the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. You can see that one 820 p.m. Eastern On NBC. And of course, we've got football analysis and coverage all day on NFL Network, starting with good morning football at 7 a.m. Eastern game day morning at 10 a.m. Eastern game day highlights uh, that will follow the Packers and the Lions right around 330 Eastern or so game day highlights following Washington and Dallas at around 730 Eastern and then game day final at the end of the day. Once the Niners and Seahawks are done, expect that to hit around 1130 or so Eastern time. On Thursday night. Let's get into our Thanksgiving Day preview, starting with that Packers and Lions game in Detroit. The Lions eight and two and very much in play for the one seed. I mean, they're still hanging around there for that one seed in the NFC. Meanwhile, Green Bay offensively, it has been a struggle for them this year. I mentioned Aaron Jones not likely to play. But last week, Jordan Love has his first ever 300 yard game as a passer. Uh, Three different Packers wide receivers score a touchdown. Would you start any of the Packers receivers? Plus, I guess you could throw Don Tavion Wicks in there as well. Would you start any of them against the Lions?
2: With no teams on bye, I, I don't think I would unless, you know, injuries and everything were, were starting to be an issue. Jaden Reed is the one that I feel best about. He ran more routes this past week than Romeo Dobbs. He's getting it done on the ground, in the air. Christian Watson is a home run hitter. Dobbs, you're hoping for a touchdown. Like, they they're viable streaming options, but without any buys this week, I, I think you probably have better options on your team.
4: I really do think so. Although I'm with you on Jaden Reed. He's the guy that I've sort of been leaning with in this offense more often than not, even ahead of Christian Watson this year. I've been joking for the last few days. He catches passes. He runs the football. Then he's Debo Samuel. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's just how it works. He is, uh,
2: I, he is the Green Bay version of Debo Samuel. He
4: kind of is, uh, not, quite on the same level of production as Debo Samuel, but in terms of how they're trying to use him, uh, he is very different. Yes. Samuel. Yes. He's like, he is, he's, he's like Kirkland, great value <laughs> Debo Samuel or something like that. Um, I don't know what the local you know brands are in, in Wisconsin. So somebody something can hit me that. Cheese related. Right. <laughs> I'd, be, uh, I'd be grateful if you guys sort of let me know what's going on with that. Uh, Commanders at the Cowboys. This is a Washington team coming off a very embarrassing loss to Tommy DeVito and the New York Giants. Meanwhile, the Cowboys are cooking. Nobody has been hotter than the combination of Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb over the last month or so. Through it all, Sam Howell remains among your passing leaders in the NFL. Would you start him against Micah Parsons and the rest of that Cowboy defense?
2: I personally would not look in super flex or two quarterback leagues. Of course he's in play, but in one quarterback leagues, I would try my hardest to get him out. And the thing is you didn't draft Sam Howell or, or even pick him up to be your weekly starter. Uh, he maybe has blossomed into that, but you hopefully have another quarterback on your roster. The thing is, Sam Howell leads the league in passing yards. He also leads them in interceptions and in sacks taken. Uh, the Cowboys generate pressure at the highest rate. Sacks at the second highest rate. They have the fourth most interceptions and allow the second fewest passing yards. It's just a recipe of bad for Sam Howell in this It matchup. really,
4: really is. I think if you are starting Sam Howell, and I'm with you. Look, two QB leagues, super flex leagues, I'm totally down with it. If you were starting him in a traditional one quarterback fantasy league, you are doing it with the hope of some garbage time points because I think he's going to take a lot of sacks. I don't know that they can protect him against the Dallas uh, defense. And I think the Cowboys offense is going to score a lot of points. So if anything, you're sort of hoping that Sam Howell is able to move the ball late and get the commanders kind of back in it. But uh, hoping for garbage time points seems like a really hard way to live. Like, I don't want to I don't want to live my life that way. So uh, if you can avoid Sam Howell, which you Probably do have other options. I would seriously consider those coming up this week. 49ers at Seahawks. Uh, That is the last game of the day. Still waiting, at least as of us recording this show. We don't know what Geno Smith's availability is going to be for this one. Uh, dealing with an injury on a short week against a tough defense. <laughs> um, look, look, He may not be able to write back because his arm might not be functioning 100%. So I have no idea. Uh, do you trust any of the Seahawks if it ends up being Drew Locke instead of Geno Smith?
2: Ideally, no, but it's hard. Like, I have Tyler Lockett on a lot of teams, and there's some where I have the capability to get away. In other spots, it's like, okay, I could sit Lockett, but then I got to plug in Deontay Johnson, and I don't want to do that. So uh, to me, I think DK and Lockett remain just as boom or bust options if it's Drew Lock. I think you could get away from JSN. Uh, and I think Charbonnet, as long as Kenneth Walker sits, becomes a volume play RB2, regardless of who the quarterback is.
4: Definitely like Charbonnet as a volume opportunity. Uh, I've been saying for a while that uh, he's kind of a volume shooter for the next few weeks because the schedule's not great, but I think he's in play. I would definitely still give DK a shot and Tyler Lockett. So I, I do think that most of the guys you're starting are still very much in play. Drew Lock's not a guy that you are starting, but that doesn't mean he can't get the ball out to his other playmakers. Yeah. And again, this is another situation where, you know, if the Niners score points like they have been the last couple of weeks, um, then it's gonna force Lock to throw the football. And I think that's sort of where Charbonnet wins, too, is as a pass catcher, not necessarily yeah. uh, as a runner against the, the 49ers defensive front. So uh, should be a, well, here's the thing, you and I have been talking. This could really be three really interesting games, or they could be three really one-sided games this week.
2: Yeah, I'm just hoping that if it's one-sided, the fan, the, the to get to the one-sidedness, we get our fantasy guys that are the ones scoring the touchdowns. Right,
4: right. If you were going to blow a team out or get blown out, at least get our guys involved. Look, be good or be bad, but be interesting. That's all we're we're really asking for. We're simple. We are simple. We are very easy to please. That's that's all we need. Uh, Anyway, time now for Club Dub. These are the guys we guarantee will score at least 25 fantasy points on Thanksgiving. So... Who do you think is going to go big on T-Day? C.D.
2: Lamb. And Mike McCarthy was like, oh, listen, I don't care about fantasy football. We're going out. And it's like, bro, you're doing what we want. You are throwing the ball to C.D. Lamb. Just keep doing that, and you are in our good graces. Uh, C.D. Lamb, the wide receiver, won since week six, averaging almost 30 points per game. He leads the NFL in catches of 20 or more yards this season. The commanders have allowed the most yards and most touchdowns on deep passes this year. It just feels like a safe bet for Dak and CD to collect on a connect on a long one, maybe two this week.
4: Yeah, I think CD Lamb has a huge game uh, against that commander's defense. I also think. David Montgomery has a really big day against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we saw when these teams played earlier in the season, Montgomery had his best fantasy game of the season, 34 points in that one. I don't think he's going to be quite as big this week because he's going to be sharing opportunities with Jameer Gibbs, but that doesn't mean that both of those guys can't have really big days. Uh, the Packer run defense. See, here's the thing about the Packer run defense it's bad. And so I think that's going to work in Montgomery's favor. I think the Lions are going to have a really good day offensively, but especially on the ground. So look for Montgomery uh, to have a huge day. And I think Jameer Gibbs also has a really big day as well. So it should be a whole lot of fun. Um, There's still one more game before we get to Sunday, and that is the Black Friday game. First ever time in NFL history a game is being played on the day after thanksgiving and uh, Dolphins at the jets three p m. Eastern time kickoff. You can see that for free ninety nine on prime video. and the big story around the Jets this week, Zach Wilson going to the bench, Tim Boyle stepping in at quarterback. yeah, uh, you know, people have been saying for a long time, like, oh, it can't be any worse than Zach Wilson. We'll find out because it might be Boyle era. It might be. uh, Can you start any Jets with Boyle at quarterback?
2: Uh, I think it's Brees Hall or Bust. And even with Brees Hall, you're hoping for a long run or maybe a couple of dump offs. Like Garrett Wilson last week in certain leagues finished with negative fantasy points because he had one catch for nine yards and a fumble. Uh, And now his quarterback is probably even worse. Like, if you are a Jet fan or or you want to enjoy your Thanksgiving and not like throw up your food, don't do not look up Tim Boyle's college numbers.
4: Yeah, it, it's going to be rough. I Look, I have some teams where I might have to start Garrett Wilson. I'm not excited about it. I just I have the lowest of expectations, the lowest of hopes for the Jets offense with Tim Boyle at quarterback. Uh, maybe I will be proven wrong. I would love to be proven wrong. I would love for this game uh, to be a little bit more back and forth than than I am anticipating, but it feels like it is going to be incumbent on the Jets' defense to get takeaways and maybe score touchdowns or at least set the Jets up so close that it's going to be hard to not score. But, you know, Brees Hall maybe gets an opportunity. Even then, there's still the worry of him getting game scripted out. I I just have uh, a lot of pessimism around the Jets offense coming up this week against Miami. But uh, check that game out on Prime Video, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern. Watch it. Uh, (laughs) We are just getting started here. We have a whole mess of games on Sunday to get into as we continue things. So stick around. Got plenty more coming back here on the NFL Fantasy Football Show.
0: or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
4: We're on to Sunday now with a whole handful of games to dive into. We'll start with one in the NFC South, where it feels like pretty much every team has a chance to win the division. Uh, But a couple who very much are in the mix here, the Saints and the Falcons. It may not be aesthetically pleasing, but it is potentially important. Still waiting to see, as of this recording... Who is going to be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints? Will Derek Carr be able to return from a combination of concussion protocol and shoulder injuries after the bye? Or will we see Jameis going YOLO uh, with his receivers? But on the other side, another week with the Falcons, which means it's another week with Arthur Smith, which means it's another week with Bijan Robinson drama. Will we actually see more of Bijan after the bye? I am very, very hopeful. I...
2: Look, but the game before the bye, he had a season-high 22 touches, turned that into 95 yards, uh, was involved in the passing game like he always has been, and he played 75% of the snaps, which has been the most that he'd played in like a month. Uh, I, my hope is that they were kind of easing him in early on to just set him go now because they are in a playoff push fighting for their playoff lives. This is a huge game. I don't understand why you wouldn't build your offensive attack around your best player, but there's a lot of things Arthur Smith does that
4: I do not understand. You said the two magic words there, Arthur Smith, and that is why I believe we're going to see more Bijan Robinson, but I can't guarantee it. And anybody who does say they, they know for sure is not your friend. They are a liar. They are lying to you because we don't really know. Um, I and mean, when you've got Arthur Smith out here saying things like a part of Bijan's value is what he can do for us away from the ball. Then, you know, you're just dealing with with somebody who's not going to you know, use, I guess, rationality logic when it comes to. how he puts his players in positions to succeed. So you would hope so. Now, admittedly, it's not necessarily the greatest matchup, but we have seen that when you get the ball to Robinson in space, let him do his thing. The good things can happen. So I will say, I hope it happens. I'm not going to say with certainty that it will happen because we just don't know.
2: And just a quick reminder, uh, Desmond Ritter starting again for the Atlanta Falcons.
4: He is back as your starting quarterback. So the Taylor Heineke experiment, Did not last very long, Uh, although Heineke also dealing with uh, some injuries as well. So uh, Desmond Ritter is back in our fantasy quarterbacking lives. Steelers at the Bengals and a whole lot of new new in this game. On one side, you got a new offensive coordinator or coordinators since uh, a couple of different people are taking over that job after Matt Canada was fired in Pittsburgh. And on the other side, you got a new quarterback in Jake Browning, who takes over for Joe Burrow, who had to have wrist surgery and is done for the year. So, with so much unknown, who are you comfortable starting in this game?
2: Outside of the defenses, I should say, very few actual players. I think Jalen Warren uh, is very much so in play. He is someone that I am excited to start. Uh, but outside of Jalen Warren, I am trying to sit all of my Steelers. That's a little teaser, I guess, for the Start Stardom City article this week. For the Bengals... Joe Mixon, I think, is very much so in play because the Steelers struggle against the run. I think the Bengals will try to establish it more without Burrow, more dump off passes to him. And then Jamar Chase, just because he's Jamar Chase and the upside is so high. But like T. Higgins, if he suits up, Marcus, I think you could sit him.
4: I think when you're looking at the the other non-Jamar Chase receivers in Cincinnati, uh, Higgins, Tyler Boyd, I think you hold on and you wait a week and you just sort of see what Jake Browning can do and how much he's spreading the ball around before you make the ultimate decision. I think, you know, if you have Tyler Boyd, for instance, and you're in a shallow league, if it's 10 teams or less, I think you can put Boyd probably back on the waiver wire. Uh, Twelve teams or more. I think you hold on and, and see kind of how things go. I'm um, very curious about the Steelers passing game. What what becomes of George Pickens now? Do they have him running a, a broader route tree or is he just going to keep running go routes the whole time? Hoping Kenny Pickett can get him the ball. Spoiler alert. He can. I, I mean, so far, nothing <laughs> has shown that he can. What does Kenny Pickett do with a new play caller? Does that elevate his play? Because so far it hasn't been great. I don't know how much of that you could put on Matt Canada's shoulders and how much of that is the quarterback himself. So I I just, for me, this is very much a wait and see game. I'm kind of with you on Jalen Warren against what's been a a pretty bad Bengals run defense. I think he can get some opportunities. And who knows, maybe this is, you know, another hurrah for Najee Harris. Uh, But there aren't a whole lot of pieces in this game. I'm really excited to start because there's so little that we know uh, about how this thing is going to go there. Jaguars at the Texans. Now, this one should be a lot of fun. The winner of this game will be in first place in the AFC South. The Texans, who have been a big surprise all year long. The Jaguars starting to kind of round into form and be the team that we thought they could be. Um, Tank Dell has been on fire lately, but we've seen big games this season from Noah Brown. We've seen them from Nico Collins. If both of those guys play along with Dell, does that mean all three Texans receivers are in play this week?
2: I think so. I I think we've reached a point where Tank Dell is just an absolute must start. Like, every single week he should be in your starting lineup. The upside is just that high. Nico Collins has been more of a safe floor kind of play as of late. Good for like 13, 14 fantasy points more weeks than not. But Noah Brown is the home run hitter here. I mean, in the two games he played before he got hurt, he put up over 150 yards in back-to-back games. The only other receivers to do that this year... Are, are elites. So I, I do think Noah Brown is a home run shot worth taking. Collins is a little bit safer. Robert Woods becomes the immediate
4: odd man out. Yeah, Robert Woods, you know, as much as I love Bobby Trees, he's definitely the low man on the totem pole here. And I do think you, you start all these guys. Now, look, I think for Noah Brown, I think he's a flex option at best. I wouldn't necessarily plug him in as my wide receiver one. But look, we know that, that Tank Dell seems to be the number one receiver for now. Nico Collins certainly has a, you know that kind of upside where he can get a lot of targets. Uh, I would definitely start Dalton Schultz in the passing game yes, as well yeah. uh, for the Houston Texans. This is one of those games where I think all of your starters on both sides are in play. Because I think you can make the same case on the other side for Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne, Evan Ingram. So this is one where... It should be fun. It should be fun in football from a football standpoint. It should be fun from a fantasy standpoint. This is one of the games that I'm definitely going to keep a close eye on uh, once we get to Sunday. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. We're back tomorrow to preview the rest of the week 12 matchups.
1: Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 414 24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a straight talk extended silver unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands.
2: Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store
0: for details.